After weeks of defeats from winnable battles, the Chiefs retreat to Castle Arrowhead to lick their wounds. With a new enemy at the gates looking for Chiefs blood, the Chiefs have no other option but to send out their attacking generals in full force and raise the once mighty drawbridge behind them to repel against the resurgent raiders' attack. After the battle, as the Chiefs generals surveyed the battlefield, they soon realised their mistake. They'd only gone and slain a bunch of jesters. Welcome to another Arrowheads Abroad podcast show with myself, Brad Simcox, and the Arrowheads Abroad Supremo himself, Tom Childs. How's it going, mate? You alright? <laughs> <laughs> the poetic intro is back. <laughs> oh, that was worth the wait. Um, for the last, I wanted to surprise you. I didn't want to tell you off air what it was. No, well, for the last hour, Brad's been messaging me saying, I've got the best <laughs> intro. I'm so happy with it. You're going to love it. And oh, don't big it up now. <laughs> you're so right. It was, it was incredible. Um, I'm, I'm really excited about what you're going to do next week now, because obviously we've got Star Wars coming out on Thursday. I know. So I, I know. I, I'm, gonna... I'm, I'm looking for like a, a Star Wars themed, sci-fi themed <laughs> intro next week for the game. But man... How long did that take you? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, I was just laid on the bed there. It, it, you know, it's a bit like, uh, you know, uh, Noel Gallagher when he just says, oh, yeah, I just uh, decided to write a few songs, you know, and then I just wrote it on the way and it was just five minutes. It was literally just five minutes. Really? <laughs> yeah, I know you don't believe me. What book did you steal that from? <laughs> that is easily... Yeah. The best intro we've ever had to this podcast, and um, <laughs> Dave's not here to witness it. Like he missed out big time. I hope he listens to it just for that. Like, do you know what? Guys. Dave will just sit there going, "God, really? <laughs> what do these guys get up to when he, he, I'm not around?" Like, wow. Like, was it not what, a bit over dramatic? No, what a treat that was. That was that was worthy <laughs> of the performance the Chiefs put in yesterday. Yeah. Oh, kudos to you. Um, <laughs> No, um, I'm really good. Um, I today was a much happier Monday than the normal. Not just because obviously, obviously the Chiefs won, but um, we've had some snowy weather here in England, which we don't tend to get very often. And uh, naturally, the whole of the country comes to a standstill, including like my work, for example. We all got sent Yay. home. We all got sent home early from work today. Oh, you got a snow day? Yeah, we had half a snow day. Um, unfortunately, my son's a bit too young to go throwing the snow or throw snowballs at only because he's only like 11 months old but um, maybe next winter if that same yeah. again happens then yeah I'll be chucking him around snow angels I'm looking forward to it yeah that'd be good yeah. mate that'd be really good I mean have you got him a sledge yet or not no not yet he's 11 months old like surely he's a bit young for that no? nah you, you get a sledge get a sledge mate yeah especially okay. this time you can drag him around on it then yeah I suppose it's better than carrying him everywhere or yeah. Push chair. Yeah. Or you can you can actually just sit in between your legs and you can go down on the sledge with him. Ah. Winner winner ah. chicken dinner. Yeah, but it wouldn't be very good for him if the eighteen stone man that is me falls on top of him or something like that. <laughs> I can imagine that would do some damage to him. <laughs> yeah, we I've done that a few times with my son. We've, yeah. we've got some air. We really have had some air off the uh, off the hill that we go down. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I can, I can imagine now that we've got a load of Americans typing into Google 18 stone in kilograms and pounds. Like, <laughs> I thought you were going to say, what is snow? I'm sure they know what snow is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> After watching that snow game, did you see that? Yeah, it was crazy, wasn't it? Yeah. In, uh, the Colts versus the Bills. Yeah, I remember, I remember a few years ago it happened. I think it was between the Lions and the Eagles. Yeah. It was a similar sort of game. 
and I can't remember what player it was that did a snow angel and um, unfortunately we didn't see any of them yesterday but it looked mad imagine going to that game you wouldn't have been able to see anything especially those cold the, uniforms there was actually a picture of uh, some Colts fans they were, the snow was actually set on them oh, wow. I don't know if they, I don't know if it was like commitment or they'd actually just just frozen to death I don't know it was <laughs> they're still it, there now yeah I've still got out. it yeah I'll have to put it up on the uh, Arrowheads Abroad uh, Facebook page won't I just to show, show the commit the level of commitment or <laughs> or the, <laughs> the yeah or the frozen death of uh, of these Indianapolis Colts fans um, but yeah there was there was actually another game uh, being played as well which was uh, quite a big deal wasn't it yeah the Manchester Derby that was um, pretty big yesterday yeah that was a big deal yeah that's I suppose that's the reason why Dave isn't with us today because he's still celebrating um, yeah yeah, no, I couldn't care less about the Manchester derby or the Merseyside derby. Uh, yeah, but that's that all Sky was throwing it. in our face all weekend. Um, sorry if you support any of those four teams. Um, tell a lie. I'm not sorry at all. Um, but no, well, the Chiefs obviously had the Raiders yesterday. And yeah. For once, for once, both offence and defence decided to turn up. And when that happens, the Chiefs win football games. It's a rarity, isn't it? Crazy. Crazy. I mean, who'd have thought if you got both sides of the ball working in unison like that, they'd actually go out and win a game? I know. I know. It's mad. It's a funny yeah. old game. Funny old game. It's a funny old game, mate. Um, but before all that happened, before the actual game started, we did have a bit of an issue with a certain cornerback, didn't we? Where uh, he actually got suspended by, and it was actually Andy Reid's decision to suspend him for such a huge game. I mean, that sounded at the time. What is he doing? Is he crazy or what? You know, um, what are your thoughts on it? Because I, I, I've got big thoughts on this, but what are your thoughts on it? I'd love to hear your your view on this, bud. Yeah, obviously not to go into it too much because it's last week's news, but we haven't recorded a podcast since that announcement was made. Um, I completely agreed with the suspension. Um, just on the show last week, we I went on a bit of rant, a bit of a rant about Marcus Peters, how he needed to grow up. I tried um, to tone you down a bit there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think the decision was the right idea. I think the team needed it. I think Marcus Peters needed it. Um, by all accounts of what I've heard of people that have spoken to Marcus Peters since the suspension was given to him, he's been apologetic and accepted it. Um, I'm hoping that going forward, he it might mean that he's grown up a little bit and we didn't take on more of a leadership role and realise the responsibility that he has not only as a player but as a role model to people yeah, yeah. especially um, to the community as well yeah exactly I I was 100% behind Andy Reid and I know it was a weird one because it was such a huge game yesterday it was pretty much losing we're done it was it was a six pointer as I tweeted out yesterday morning um, yeah. the, the US fans might not know the reference but any soccer fan certainly well uh, six pointer basically means if you win you're you're going to be okay but if you lose you're done that's yeah. pretty much it you're, you're going to take that bigger step against your uh, away from your opponent and that's what yesterday's game was so for Andy Reid to make that decision with Marcus Spears it was brave but the Chiefs got away with it yesterday and I'm hoping that it's going to have a really good effect on Marcus Spears and when he comes back to work this week He's going to be focused and ready to go. Um, yeah, it could be a blessing to disguise and the one thing that could end up being a catalyst for a very good end to the season. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I echo your thoughts on that. I think um, it was a it was a bold move by Andy Reid, but that's 
basically what he's paid for. I think he had, he showed trust in his cornerbacks, didn't he, with that with that decision? Because you know everyone was freaking out a little bit about oh god, who's going to replace him? And uh, we had uh, Mitchell there, who actually plays on that side for the Chiefs, doesn't he? On that, um, it, well, he did do in the uh, in his college career. Uh, he hasn't actually done it for the Chiefs. He's always been opposite Marcus Peters, but he had a great game. I thought. I mean, in fact, both cornerbacks actually had a great game uh, even Revis yeah Revis was targeted uh, seven times and just allowed the one catch yeah. uh, Mitchell allowed a few more catches but had bigger plays it was even in the first I think it might have been the first or second drive that Mitchell had a, uh, a dive across Michael Crabtree's face to deflect a pass and of course then that was he a had big one. The, that was a third down one that wasn't yeah it? and then of course he had the huge interception where he made an amazing adjustment to catch the ball with Michael Crabtree in his face as well um, there they both look solid um, obviously it helps when Amari Cooper wasn't completely ready to go because obviously we know what damage he can do to the Chiefs he did it mm-hmm. back in week 6 where he or week 7 sorry where he completely tore us up um, but did you hear part, did you hear his yelp his, his, his scream that he did when he went over yeah I did actually because um, my girlfriend was in the kitchen uh, cooking cooking some food and I was just like babe 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 come come check this out because um, <laughs> he really she, shouted didn't he I mean yeah. he, I know he's a rival and everything like that but you don't like hearing things like that do no you? no no and, I, and I, I said to her listen to this and I said can you hear some because I didn't I wasn't 100% I heard what I thought I heard mm. and so I, I rewound it and played it back and then she confirmed that yes I can hear a, a grown man screaming in pain on TV yeah. and as you said, you don't. Yeah, I, I don't want to see injuries in the NFL. Like I'm absolutely gutted for Carson Wentz for what happened yesterday. Oh I'm yeah, gutted for Eric Berry, gutted for David Johnson, Odell Beckham. You want to see the best players in this league playing because yeah. you don't want to see backups playing. Like the backups are okay, but you don't want to see backup quarterbacks playing. You don't want to see who, who's the Brett Hundley. You well, especially when all the yeah, when it, especially when all the work, all the hard work's been done, especially in, you know from Wentz, where all the hard work's been done, he's he's, he's got the Eagles flying high, really, haven't they, at the minute? Mm-hmm. And he's now going to miss out on probably one of the best moments of his life, you know, best moments of his career. Obviously, he might have a, a chance of doing that again in the future, but for a young lad like that, it's it must be heartbreaking for him. Yeah, and what's the chances really of? Carson Wentz being in this far in lead of the MVP conversation ever again. Mm, yeah. I, I know it's quite a bold statement to make because he is only in his second year, but yeah, it, still there's going to be so many more new quarterbacks coming into this league. There's going to be so many players that are going to rekindle their form as well that he might not have that opportunity. And obviously the Eagles stand such a good chance of making the Super Bowl, even in the loaded NFC. But now they've zero to maybe five percent chance of making a Super Bowl about a callback of what they've got Nick Foles now. Yeah. Who who is a backup. He's a good backup. Like obviously we know we know that firsthand from last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But is is he gonna do enough to carry the the Eagles through the playoffs? Probably well, not. While we're talking about our quarterback or quarterbacks, should we talk about Alex Smith? Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. I um he's he's in my good books at the minute. He's doing so, all right. He's doing all right. He did. He did. It. It wasn't like um, one of his best performances, but he seems to be very comfortable with Matt Nagy's play calling at the minute, and yeah. he's actually doing what he's being told. Yeah, is 
for weeks and weeks and weeks we sat on this podcast and had debates about Alex Smith and saying he's the issue some people point to the O-line some point people point it to the offensive coordinator yeah. or Andy Reid and based on the last two weeks evidence um, maybe Reid was the problem because Matt Nagy has been aggressive with this offense um, he's realised that we have mismatches in both Hill and Travis Kelsey that can cause nightmares for defences and we are just exploiting them vertically and Alex is taking his shots he threw a number of yeah. deep balls yesterday and he's being rewarded with it Like it does help when he throws the ball and puts trust in his receivers yesterday like Albert Wilson made one of the catches of the year that was um, amazing that catch I, I was very surprised I've always been quite criti- critical of Albert Wilson especially the last few seasons but this year he's he seems to be growing into his own doesn't he yeah he's become a focal point of this offence well maybe not a focal point maybe that's a bit too much but maybe um, at least a threat yeah he's become a threat and maybe he's now a valuable piece in the offence he looks like if he was out for a few games we would struggle and if he Mm -hmm. maybe went down for the year we would struggle he's just it's a different player he made two huge plays yesterday he made obviously the that massive catch from massive that's such a bad word to use on a podcast isn't it massive (laughs) massive Uh, he made that huge catch from Alex Smith um, where he leapt over that defender and somehow kept his feet in bounds and then he made that monster grab uh, in like that word yeah it's a good word isn't it he made that monster grab at the end of the fourth quarter when the Chiefs really needed the first down to kill some more clock because the Raiders were starting a threat and he managed to break off a tackler and then ball rush his way to a first down uh, which was just huge and probably was the most important play of that whole entire game because the Raiders did look like they were going to generate something at the end of the at towards the end so yeah Burt has been awesome this season and Burt <laughs> yeah Burt <laughs> and I'm just I'm, I'm I'm pleased he's part of the Chiefs man I, I really am um I sounded like Dave then, didn't I? No, it's been a pleasant surprise. It really has been. It has. Well, the the other receiver that has also been quite surprising, I mean, we've all known his his ability and everything like that, but but Tyree Hill, is is he the sixth or seventh best wide receiver in the the whole of the NFL at the minute on on yards or something? He's got something like 980-odd yards, hasn't he? He's nearly breaking 1,000 yards. It, he he has nine hundred and eighty six yards and ninety two targets. Unreal. Yeah. And and, unreal. and a lot of people were saying, ah, he's not a number one wide receiver. He is. He is. He if clearly is. At, if you look at the um, receiving uh, totals in terms of receiving yards, the Chiefs have two players in the top ten. You've got Tyreek Hill at seven, and Travis Kelsey at nine. Yeah. No other no other team has two players in the top ten. We're the only team in it, so we're getting a lot of questions of regarding a wide receiver, and a lot of people saying we need a uh, a wide receiver one or a wide receiver two for next season. I don't think so. Tyreek Hill now is a legitimate mm. wide receiver one in this league. He's proven everyone wrong, and I'm liking that. I mean, okay, he's not the tallest guy in the world, and he's probably not your what you would class as your stereotypical wide receiver. You know, the big lanky kind of wide receiver mm. that can stretch really high and you know, it's quite physical um, off the ball. Um, but he gets into positions that Smith can use. So he's 
yeah, he's 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 a different kind of wide receiver. If we if we had somebody on the other side who was pretty much like a Chris Conley, then yeah, I think I think this this offense would be even better. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I do, and I think you hit the nail on the head there. If Tyreek Hill was six foot two, no one would be questioning the fact that he's a wide receiver one. Yeah, I genuinely think that it's down to his height and only his height is the reason why people doubt whether he can be a star wide receiver in this league. Yeah, and what? How tall is he? I I, I don't know. What? F- probably like five ten, five eleven, maybe. Yeah. Um, and that, that's that's just me guessing. Um, yeah, if he was a few inches taller, no one would be questioning that fact. Well, this this begs a question actually. I've just thought of it here, but the do you know where we have the likes of Gronkowski and Kelsey and everybody like that who are changing the way that the tight end position is being used? Mm-hmm. Does this now mean that Tyreek Hill could be changing the way that people look at wide receivers? Because we've we there is a difference in the way he plays to. Like we said before, the stereotypical wide receivers. Is that is that what he's pretty much doing? Do you think? Well, maybe here's a here's a different set of skills to a lot of other players. Certain set um, of skills. Yeah, he's like Liam Neeson. Uh, <laughs> in taken particular set of skills. When I'm not kidding anyone, his main attribute is his speed. And, yeah. and if you took his speed away from him, he wouldn't be half the receiver he is. Like he does, but what he does do, he also uses his speed very well. So no, I don't think he can change the way the wide receiver position is perceived in the NFL or even played because no one has his speed in the league. Um, but at the same time, for the teams that do have the quicker wide receivers, they are probably looking at Tyreek Hill and the way he is used and maybe thinking the Chiefs have done something where they've got the ball in his hands early and trying to use his speed against the teams as opposed to Mm. just throwing him deep all the time because Tyreek Hill is much more than just a deep threat he can he can beat players one on one his route running is brilliant isn't it yeah his route running he has very very good hands which are extremely underrated you very rarely see him catch a ball his ball tracking ability considering how fast he runs is second to none as well like I, I'm really excited to see what Tyreek Hill can do in the next few years and the thought of having Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill for the next what, yeah. five, six, seven years it is it's a really exciting time Well let's talk about Travis Kelsey because he could have had more points in this game couldn't he? I mean that's the, that was one of the things that frustrated a little bit yesterday was the amount of points that the Chiefs left on the field I mean there was one of them where Smith literally gave Kelsey a touchdown there um, and whether he took his eye off the ball or what, he, he just hit his fingers and just bobbled away. If he'd caught that, he was away, wasn't he? I mean, he was he was on the what, six yard line, something like that, when he when he was almost catching the ball. Um, yeah, if, I mean, is it, 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 was that a big worry for you that the Chiefs left so many points on the field, or were you were you quite happy the way the way it was going? Yes and no. Discipline wise, um, the Chiefs need to be better. Um, Obviously, if you're a, a Travis Kelsey fantasy owner yesterday and you lost your semi-final or your quarter-final by 10 to 20 points, then you are probably hating on Alex Smith and Travis <laughs> Kelsey right now. Obviously, Travis Kelsey fell 
half a yard short of a touchdown in the first half in what was the sexiest play design I've seen the Chiefs run all season, by the way. And a nice little screen. shimmy by him as well, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, on that little screen. That was, whew, loved it. <laughs> um, and then obviously you got the second one where Travis Kelsey had the ball in his hands and he decides to look upfield before catching the ball. And then obviously the third one where Travis Kelsey thought he'd had a touchdown, started celebrating a touchdown, but it turns out Mitchell Schwartz oh, was too far yeah. downfield. So you're talking what, in terms of fantasy points, <laughs> you're talking about 18 odd points that have been lost through through penalties a tackle half a yard short and a drop catch so yeah your Travis Kelsey's probably not your favorite person in the world um <laughs> in terms of am I worried about Travis Kelsey no he's he's getting in the spots he's getting open um he's still a mismatched nightmare for everyone I do think the red zone offense does need to be better and it could end up buying them in the bum in the coming weeks yeah. um because a lot of our points tend to be coming from outside of the red zone but if if the Chiefs can sort that out in the next couple of weeks, then it's gonna it's, we're gonna get rolling again. We're a very very streaky team. We know this from past experience. That if the Chiefs can get hot, they can get hot for a long long time. Yeah. Do, going on to the defensive side, um, we seem to have sorted out the the run D again this week. And I say this week because. It, it seems like a weekly Chiefs team that we seem to be analysing each week, doesn't it? Um, this week, they seem to stuff the run and they, they they kept Marshall Lynch very quiet, especially your mate, DJ. Did you see uh-huh. that big hit? Yeah. <laughs> that huge hit he laid down on Lynch was, uh, ouch. It was almost a copy of the one he did last year, wasn't it, on Jalen Rashad? <laughs> yeah. um, I thought that, was, that one was better because it was a bigger hit, I think. You actually heard that one echo around the ground. Yeah, and it's on Marshall Lynch as well. And Marshall Lynch, everyone knows, is not an easy guy to tackle. There was one He's run he had yesterday. Guy, he? Yeah, he t- it seemed like he took about four players with him yesterday. Um, <laughs> yeah. There's a reason why he's called Beast Mode. Uh, that hit from Derek Johnson was phenomenal. Yeah, I I, I've, I've nicknamed that uh, DJ tackle Boom Mode. I'm, I'm boom pit- Mode? Yeah, I'm pitting like that. Yeah. Beast you, Mode have, meets Boom Mode. Have you tweeted him, asking him about that, or telling him about that yet? <laughs> Are we going to tell uh, DJ? Yeah. Boom mode. Get a t-shirt made up or something like that. Boom <laughs> mode. <laughs> um, yeah, DJ DJ was was good. Ragland was phenomenal once again. Yeah. That guy has been a steal. Um, he looks terrific. He seems um, to have the, found his fit now, doesn't he, Ragland? Yeah, he's just a run stuff in lineman that can yeah. get behind the line of scrimmage quicker but he's than people in, can block he? him. Yeah, he yeah. just he's he sees a gap, he exploits it, and. The Chiefs' run defense has been so much better since he's been in there. It's been, it's been a breath of fresh air on the defensive side of things. But what I want to focus more so on the defensive side of the ball, um, for how good the secondary was yesterday and DJ was and Raglan was, it was so yeah. nice to have some pass rush back. Um, yeah. it, it made the world of difference. Like the secondary was missing its best player, but they could cope with it because the pass rush was getting home. Um, mm. Derek Carr must hate playing at Arrowhead. Because we just we just find ways to getting his head get in his head, uh, whether it's the crowd or the pass rush. But they were both effective yesterday. Chris Jones had his best game since uh, the Eagles. Justin Houston got himself a sack. Javaris Jenkins played well. Um, it just it looked like a complete Chiefs defense yesterday. And the reason why it looked so complete was purely down to the pass rush. And mm-hmm. considering the Oakland Raiders apparently have the most expensive offensive line in football. It makes it even more encouraging that they managed to do it against that set of guys. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, um, well, I think we've pretty much covered what we want to talk about. Um, we've actually asked 
our listeners, our fellow members of Our Heads Abroad, uh, what questions they'd like to ask. And we've had a we have a, we've had another mixed bag. We know our lot, don't we? <laughs> we know what they get up to. So um, yeah, we've got some questions on the Chiefs. We've got some questions on the cheese. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll let you fire away with one first, mate. If you've got one there. Okay. Um, have you got one there? Question. If not, I've yeah, go on. Now we've got, yeah. we've been asked a couple of questions on Eric Berry and the influence that he possibly had on the game. Now, there's reports coming out that he got the team fired up. He was taking the the pre-game huddles in the middle of the pitch whilst in a hoodie and then I've seen photos of him talking to the DBs and defensive guys on the sideline whilst the game's happening. Um, does it worry you, this is a question, that we don't have anyone else that can't escalate or execute inspiration on that team apart from a guy that's that's injured? Like, Do we not... Do the Chiefs, it's an interesting Chiefs question. Lack, le- lack leaders? Is the way well, I, I haven't got, about I it, haven't we... got the question to hand. I, I just yeah. remembering that someone asked it. Yeah, someone did ask it actually. But I mean, for me, I think yeah, okay. You, for a player like Eric Berry, who's going to be a Hall of Famer, he has to be a Hall of Famer. That guy, from what he's gone through and how he plays, he has to be a Hall of Famer. But anyway, that's another that's another issue. What we've got at the moment in the uh, the secondary is quite a lot of youngsters, haven't we? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Marcus Peters still needs to grow, <laughs> needs to grow up a little bit, um, and I think they've tried addressing that with adding Revis into it. You know, that 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 old head, you know, that veteran player, that kind of thing, to try and settle the the, the younger players down. But I don't think Revis is as vocal as what Eric Berry would be, um, and yeah, I, I don't know. I th- I I think having Eric Berry on the sideline is brilliant and. It, it shows as well that he could be actually a good coach one day when his time's up as a player. So it's it's almost like those youngsters have to learn from that and then one day they will become the likes, of, you know, like an Eric Berry, you know, uh, the, the the confident veteran. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I, I just think, yeah, it's... it's I, I, I don't know which way to go on it, really. I really don't know which. Way, I really don't know which I, way to I, I, get, it. I get what you're saying. Like, I I do understand the question as well because the team shouldn't have to rely on a player no. to to get them up for a game, especially a player that's not but playing. On the but flip side, I yeah, think yeah, you're I happy he's there, though. Yeah, I am happy he's there. I do think the Chiefs probably needed that. They probably needed a calming influence that probably hasn't been around as much as um, not maybe he should have, but he could have possibly. And so to have him there and have him be able to just be that calming influence on the team, it looked like it made a difference yesterday. Like one thing that I did notice amongst the team was the body language of the team. Yeah. It was it was there yesterday. The team got its swagger back. It had its mojo back. Um, had its tackling back. It almost had its tackling back. For the most part, it had its tackling back. But the team just looked excited again. They looked like they wanted to be out there. They didn't look dejected. From the very first drive of the Raiders they were celebrating sacks they were celebrating tackles they just looked like a team again they looked like September's team that were enjoying their football and whether that was the presence of Eric Berry being there that made the difference I'm not too sure but it was so good to see the team just ready to go ready to play and ready to be excited about the living because they are so fortunate professional sports stars because they do Mm -hmm. a job that 
millions and millions of people could only dream of doing and so it is an exciting thing so when they do it well they should get excited and the Chiefs played well yesterday and rightfully so celebrated that fact throughout the game mm-hmm. that was actually Nita's question believe it or not can't oh, believe you forgot Nita mate sorry Nita I'm sorry <laughs> I'm sorry uh, there is actually one I've seen it somewhere which was from uh, Timothy Rowley where was it um, what did you think was different to the Chiefs team that beat Raiders as in comparison to the one that lost to the Jets was Eric Berry a key factor in getting the players pumped up before the game so the, yeah similar kind of thing again but w- it, was there anything different that you saw in this game no I, I'm, I just think I've just c- covered it from my mind it was body language it body, language. body language, all attitude. body language, body language, attitude, backs against the wall, ready to play football, ready to win. Yeah, it was. Um, it that was the main main difference. Execution obviously was a lot better. Yeah. Um, from and scheme was a lot better on the defensive side of the ball, but the Chiefs they they had their head right, their minds were right yesterday. They were ready to go. They were ready to go, and beat yeah. down um, a Raiders team that was in good form. Yeah, um, Neil Swift has asked. Uh, the win was very nice, but did we really get? Re- did we really see a great improvement from the Chiefs, or were the Raiders just one of the poor opponents? Uh, you would be you would be mad to think that the Chiefs didn't improve yesterday. Yeah, they they were they were good on both sides of the ball. Yeah, uh, the the Raiders they okay, they didn't play particularly well, but the Chiefs made them look bad. Um, but the Raiders then they've they've gone on and beaten teams that Chiefs couldn't. Exactly. Yeah. But that's like saying, oh, Sunderland beat Arsenal once and Arsenal beat Barcelona in 2011. So that makes <laughs> Sunderland better than than Barcelona. It just doesn't work like that. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, it's the whole any given Sunday thing. But the kind of form that we were in, I suppose, you know, it, it, they were flying high. They, they had pretty much a full a full strength team as well, didn't they? Um, so, yeah, I, I, think, I think it was a, a great improvement from the Chiefs. And we've been saying it, all the time, haven't we? We just needed both sides of the ball just in sync, mm-hmm. and we saw that clearly in that game yesterday. I think finally, finally, um, Corey Jones has asked, "What is the best kind of cookie?" <laughs> cookie, cookie, biscuit, biscuit. Our answer: biscuit. Say biscuit, shall we? Yeah, biscuit. Because cookie, you really only get like Maryland cookies or double chocolate cookies, like. How many different types of cookies? I think it's after flavour. I think. I think it's after the flavour. Really? But yeah, it, it must be an American thing. Maybe there, there's more of a variety of cookie in America than there is <laughs> over here. Um, biscuit on a biscuit front, it's a bourbon. It's, it's a bourbon. Just, you just can't go wrong with a bourbon. I know it's great, isn't it? A bourbon. Yeah. I love a good bourbon. In fact, I don't eat one. No, it's a packet. It's a packet of bourbon. <laughs> yeah. Bourbons. You don't eat one. It, it, no, they, no. they come in a, in like a, a yeah. They come together. Yeah, give me a bourbon yeah. any day. Bourbon <laughs> uh, What else have we got here? I'm not even going to try and decipher what Jeff said there on that one. Our dreams of a communication from an inner psyche and ex- <laughs> existential portent from within. Oh, I, I give up with that, Jeff. Yeah. I don't know what you're asking there, mate. <laughs> you've been on the you've been on the source, mate, or what? What's your favourite dinosaur? <laughs> really? <laughs> really, Jeff? Come on! Uh, I don't think your heart's in it, mate. You're a bit like Martin's Pe- Marcus Peters in a minute. Your heart's not in it. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, there we go. Graham Smith. 
Aren't you glad the Chiefs won, especially with the threat of the Brit Chiefs' next YouTube video being recorded in the buff if they didn't? That was all on you, that when I saw that pop up, because we both covered the uh, the Twitter commentary, didn't we? I did the first half, and you did the second half. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, what did you say? No, when the Chiefs were 26-7 up, um, I sent a tweet out saying, now oh, if we lose this, then you'll have to do your next YouTube video in, in the nod. <laughs> in the nod. <laughs> <laughs> thankfully, thankfully, they won. Uh, Clive. Clive. Uh, Kareem Hunt had a great game which opened up our offence nicely. The only difference I can spot is that Zach Fulton is at centre, as he was for the first five games. Are they just in sync with each other, or is it just a coincidence and better play calling since Mitch got injured? That's an interesting point. Well, the Raiders weren't as aggressive when it comes to stuff in the run as other teams yesterday. Um, yeah. uh, over the last few weeks, a lot of teams have put seven, eight men in a box purely to stuff Kareem. The Raiders didn't do that as much. Um, they played a bit more man coverage. Um, so when the Chiefs did line up, guys outside, like three or four guys, or wide receiver, tight ends, that they left holes in the middle of the defense that the Chiefs did exploit. Whether it was down to Zach Fulton being a difference, I'm not too sure. Mitch Morse has been injured. Yeah, I don't think he has played the last few weeks injured. That's why he's got re-injured or been re-injured. Re-injured. Um, they with Nagy as well. They seem yesterday, especially that they wanted to commit to the run. They wanted to get the run going mm. for it to open up other things, and it did work. Like yesterday was Kareem's biggest game. What since week six was it? Yeah, did he get um, hundred plus yards again? Hundred hundred and sixteen yards he got for an, and a touchdown. Yeah, and he, he, touchdown he didn't really in a long time. Yeah, he didn't really get grab like a really like a long run, did he? He, he got a few no. first downs every now and again, but it was like. You know, six yards here, seven yards there, that kind of thing. But he, he ground away, he really did. And uh, like you said, that seemed to open up and stretch the, uh, you know, stretch the, the Raiders quite a bit, didn't it? Because we were very much establishing our running game, which they couldn't do as well. Mm. So uh, yeah, I'm quite happy with uh, with the way things are going with that. But yeah, it's an interesting. But I'm going to watch that for for that next week if uh, if Fulton's actually still at centre then, because uh, Mitch will be out for a while. Well, won't he, Mitch Moss? Yeah, it looks like he's going to be out for a few weeks at least. Is he? Is that what it is? Interesting. Uh, Colin Ward, do you think Harley Zombo will be released this season? They both looked slow last night but still carry his strength. Um, I think, personally, I think, yeah, I think this is Harley's last season, don't you? Yeah, definitely Harley. I think he's he's not played enough snaps this year to warrant staying on the contract that he is. Um, the Chiefs will want to tie that. Uh, tie, cut those ties as soon as they as soon as they can. So I think Harley's on his way out. Uh, as for Zombo, don't be surprised if they keep him around. Yeah, um, just as a veteran. Um, especially he's a good utility, isn't he? Yeah, I, I, I in limited slap and uh, limited snaps. I like what he brings to the team. Um, yeah. I just don't think he should be an every down guy. That, that's my issue. I, um, if he can play 15, 20 snaps in a rotation, then I'm more than happy for Zombo to be in. But as long as his role's limited, then yeah, he's got a spot on this team. Yeah. Um, Mark Law has asked any inside on the uh, the Chiefs playing in London again. I heard 2019 was touted. Now I was kind of hoping it was going to be next year, um, but we should find out soon, shouldn't we? Yeah, it's it's normally around this time of year. But the the NFL UK office has said they're going to be later this year. They're looking at a January announcement. Um, <sighs> Two really big possibilities next year for the Chiefs to play in London. Um, both the LA teams 
will be coming over to London as a home as a home team um, whilst they're waiting for their stadiums to be built. And we play the Rams on the road next year. So you're going to have two opportunities there. You've got the Rams and the Chargers. Um, I can't really see any, looking at the rest of our road schedule, I can't see any other games that could possibly come over. So yeah, uh, I, I'm not confident, but I'm a little bit excited because I think there's a good chance that the Chiefs come over to London next year because they did enjoy the experience. Yeah. Um, they just don't want to come over as a home game again, a home team again, which, which is, is understandable. completely understandable. Yeah, yeah they've, they've done their ones. They had to give up a home game. I know people listening to this podcast will now be ranting at me so no we didn't have to give it up well we kind of did because Clark Hunt is head of the international committee so Clark Hunt is sitting there telling other teams that they need to give up a home game so you can't say that to sure Willie yeah you kind of have to set the standard and so it was obvious from day one that Clark uh, the Chiefs were going to give up a home game eventually Um, they did they've done it now it's over and done with it won't be happening anytime soon yeah. I, I think you're talking decades before it happens again, if yeah. it does ever happen again. Because if the Chiefs if the London if London get a team, then that's that out the window. Yeah. Um but I am quietly confident that the Chiefs will be over in the next couple of years again as a road team. Yeah. So if we to of course if they do means we're gonna throw one hell of a pie that weekend. Oh we have to. Yeah. We have to, especially you know, uh, with the likes of the Lock D crew, if they're coming over as well, uh, that'd be that'd be some swinging party, that mate. Not actually one of those swinging parties, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Switch the mic off, jeez. Um, <laughs> I've got two more questions. If you think we've got time, yeah, we should. Have yeah, time, go on then. We'll do two let's, more. Let's just then. throw them in. Uh, Connor Kelly has asked. Last time Chiefs went one and five, we went. 10 and all to follow it all aboard the hype train do you think we can do it it's what I would call in the um, <laughs> the magical unicorn ride wasn't it in the last one yeah well for the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl now we need to win 7 games in a row um, easy can they do it yes will they do it probably not uh, the Chiefs are a streaky team I just don't think they've got enough to beat the likes of Patriots Mm-hmm. And Steelers, I know they've already beaten the, the Patriots once this season, but the Patriots are a completely different team now to what they were back in week one, as are the Chiefs who are a completely different team to what we were back in week one. Um, I'm, I'm concentrating on Saturday night, to be honest. Like, as much as you want to look ahead to possibly possibly making the playoffs, you, you're not making the playoffs if you don't win on Saturday night. No. Saturday night's game cannot be understated. It is huge. Um we win on Saturday we really only need to win one more game out of the last two yeah. we lose on Saturday we didn't have to win our last two and then get favours from elsewhere which we so, don't really want to have really no we? we don't really like, we're relying basically on on the Raiders to beat the Chargers in the final week for us to make the playoffs I think they'll do it I th- seriously I think the Raiders will beat, beat the Chargers in the last game I don't in the slightest I think the Chargers have only one possible loss on their schedule and it will be Saturday um, yeah. but at the moment they're, they're the hot hand in the league they're playing very well uh, will, they, will they win I'm not too sure it's a coin flip it really is it all depends on what Chiefs turn up if the Chiefs of the first five weeks and yesterday turn up then we stand a really good chance if the Chiefs from the middle part of the season turn up then we stand no chance so, uh, I think we'll, I, we'll see 
this is where we and you always like we always differ. You're you're the kind of realist, and I'm like, nah, let's go on this this magical unicorn ride. It's uh, <laughs> I I honestly think we've addressed the issues that we needed to, and it's 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 taken the pain to do it, but we've done it, and we we now need to just put that into practice. We've changed the the offensive play calling. Um, Sutton seems to have found a use and how to use Ragland. Um, and the likes, and we also know that we've got good cover at, at cornerback now as well. Um, so I think, I think we could go on this little run. I'm well, positive. Right. I'm, I'm being I hope, positive. I really hope you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to be right so badly. <laughs> I, uh, do you know what? I've been quite right this so far this season about, uh, about things. Except I don't, don't want to gloat. I don't want to gloat too much, but I will. Except Alex Smith. No, no, I'm still right about him, but. <laughs> <laughs> But um, I said that the, the Chiefs would win the division, Chargers would be second, Raiders would be third, and Broncos would be fourth. And I said that in pre-season. And I also said the Chargers were going to be dark horses, and they seem to be at the minute as well. Well, And I said we'd beat the Patriots. What's, what, what's the lottery numbers this weekend, mate? Please tell me that as well. <laughs> I'm keeping them for myself, mate. Um, last question. Uh, should Marcus Peters be recalled to the team for the next game? Really? Of course he should. <laughs> <laughs> really? Here's Marcus, here's Marcus Peters. Uh, he, although he's been a bit of a liability in terms of his mental side of things of late, he's still been playing okay. He's not been playing great, but he's been playing good enough. Um, he still locks down half of the field for you most of the time. Uh, yeah, yeah, he should be playing. Um, <laughs> anyone that questions that has got an agenda. They really have. <laughs> And they, well, that they, was Simon they, Hall asking that question, we, so you can have a take that up with him. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's not. I'm, I'm sure Simon hasn't got an agenda. He's just he's just asking the question. But there will be people out there that are saying, "Oh, Marcus Peters shouldn't come back into this team." They're not saying that because of the football side of things. They're saying that for a completely different reason, and we're not even going to touch on that subject. Um, <laughs> Marcus Peters is a premier cornerback in this league, a top ten cornerback. If he's available to play and he's learned his lesson from last week, then he should be walking straight back into that Sunday and that team on Saturday night. And anyone that yeah. questions that has got an issue with this team and got an issue with Marcus Peters in general. Like, just, I just don't get it. I just don't understand it. And Do I'm going to stop myself before I go on a rant. I, I, <laughs> I like the idea that Marcus Peters now has to come in and play for his spot. I like that idea. I know, I know it's Marcus Peters, and I know he's the kind of talisman in the, in in our secondary. But I think that that little that little doubt might have crept in his mind when he saw how well Mitchell played last no, night. No, no, and I think I, no. I, no, seriously, no. I honestly think he'll 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 play better in the next game so, because so, of it. No, he, I don't think he'll play better because of. Terence Mitchell having a good game here play better because he sorted his head out that's the only reason <laughs> you say he needs to play his way back into the spots how well, how does really, Marcus no, Peters play his way back into his spot not really he, play back into it but but literally show people look I've got my head yeah I've got my head right and I can do this and I, 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 he probably I think you'll actually get a pick six against uh, Rivers yeah yeah well, I, I hope you're right uh, I do and I, I hope Marcus Peters as soon as he does do the uh, score the pick six that he punts the ball into the stands and gets a fifteen yard penalty because those type of penalties I don't mind because I find them bloody hilarious. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. <laughs> well, if he does do that, he's gonna have to do some kind of celebration where he's throwing something into the crowd, isn't he? 
Yeah, maybe he's, he maybe he throw his own flag. Maybe he's the, towel or something. Kelsey. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's uh, let's briefly touch on. Uh, I know you've got um, a, a little kind of competition coming up, but let's have our predictions first, and then we'll talk about this uh, this little competition that you've got going. The what do you think the prediction is going to be for the Chargers game? As well as we played yesterday, and we did play well. The Chargers are playing a little bit better. Their pass rush scares me. Keenan Allen scares me. Belvin Gordon scares me. Philip Rivers is playing very well. Um, I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Um, but I've got a horrible feeling the Chargers are just going to out us. Really? And, yeah, I, I remember a few years ago, I think it was Andy Reid's first year, when we had a, a back-and-forth game. I think the Chargers won 41-38. And they scored literally with the last play of the game. I think it'd be that type of game. I think it's going to be a heartbreaker for us, unfortunately. Um, but in terms of score, I'm going to say 31, 28 to the um, to the Chargers. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. Man. I know. But it doesn't really matter what I think because I'm wrong every week. So <laughs> who cares? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm going. I'm still going ahead with the uh, the magical unicorn ride. Uh, I'm going to say. I'm going to say, uh, I, in fact, I'm going to go 26-10. And I think that was the wow. score last time, wasn't it? Was that the score um, last time, I'm, early in the season? I don't know. I don't know. Can't remember that. Nice I, I'm going to go 26-10 so um, because okay. it seems to be ringing in my ears again this time. Um, I think Rivers will have a pretty much similar game to what Carr did. He doesn't like, he, do, he doesn't like the Chiefs. He doesn't like that playing the Chiefs, does he? Uh, he always seems to just cack his pants at the t- at the at the wrong moments, and I think he's going to throw a couple of picks, um, and okay. I think one of them will actually be with Marcus Peters for a pick six. So, um, and I think if if Matt Nagy's still playing the, uh, you know, doing the player calls, which he's got to be, hasn't he? Really? Yeah, I think um, Reed's already said today that he's going to be calling plays going forward. Yeah, he's, he has to really because the, the the offense just seems to have opened up mm-hmm. massively. Massive, mate. Um, so yeah, I'm going twenty six ten. I think. Um, right, you've got uh, you've got a little competition to uh, to advise people of, haven't you? Yeah, so so a competition. Um, our reads abroad, we love hearing your reviews, especially about the podcast. Um, it really helps us. It helps us gauge what's working, what people enjoy, what people aren't list aren't uh, enjoying about the show. So we're encouraging you guys to get involved and leave us a review on iTunes. Um, if you're a SoundCloud listener, then you can leave a review on there. Same with Stitcher now as well. Um, just leave us a review, sc- screenshot it, send it to us, and we'll automatically enter you into a draw for um, an Arrowheads Abroad mug. Uh, which Mug? Or is it a mug? A mug for your biscuits, for your bourbons. Um, I, I want to win a mug. If we get to more than 25 reviews, we'll turn that mug into an Arrowheads, Arrowheads Abroad jersey. So it's an incentive out there. So we're going to keep it going for a few weeks. We're just going to see how it goes. Just send in your reviews. Let us know what you think. If you think we're a one-star podcast, put a one-star. But please tell us why. If you think we're a five-star podcast, <laughs> again, please tell us why. You um, might not be entered in at the draw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All yeah, five-star just... ones entered in at the draw. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, let, just let us know what you think. And then, yeah, we'll we get you into the draw. And if we're, if we're at 25 reviews by the time... The playoffs start. We're giving away an Arrowheads abroad jersey. 
That sounds good. Not bad. You're very generous, mate. What's going on? Is it, is it Christmas or uh, something? It's, Chris, it's Christmas is coming. Christmas is coming. <laughs> you get all uh, yeah, you got all Christmassy this time of year, eh? Mm-hmm. Um, right. I think that's it, bud. Unless you've got anything else to say. No, no, nothing no, for me. I, no, I enjoyed good. that little chinwag. It was good. Nice little chinwag, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, well, that's it for this week's Arrowheads Abroad podcast. The Chiefs move on to week 15, and that means it's a head-to-head clash against my dark horses, the Elliot Chargers. Um, as Tom said there, get involved with the discussions on our Twitter page at kcchiefs underscore uk and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on itunes and soundcloud and you might mean it might actually win a mug or a mag depends on uh, on which one you like um so why not leave us a review and uh yeah we like to we like to read them thanks again to tom for joining me again uh we we both hope you've all enjoyed the show and from one kingdom to another we'll speak to you again soon